Okay, do you guys want to hear a story? Yeah. Do you want to stay there or do you want to come up here? Ah, that's what I thought. You want to come up here? Okay. Hey, I'm sitting down here. Oh my goodness, you might have to help me up. Why don't you guys come up here if you want to? You don't have to, but if you want to, you can come up here and sit. Well, you can get a little closer. I put on my deodorant today. Okay. Wow. Today's a holiday, isn't it? Isn't today a holiday? What's today? Mother's Day. Do you guys have mothers? Yes. Yeah. Did you do anything for your mom today? What did you do? You got donuts. Is that for her or for you? For all of you. That's what I thought. Okay. What did you do for your mom? Did you tell her that you loved her? You tell her that every day, don't you? Hey, she told me that she loves you too, but not to tell anybody. What else? Who did something for their mom today? What did you do? You you did what? You bought her makeup? Did your dad tell you to get that for her? No? Okay. Okay. Do you think your mom needs makeup? Isn't she beautiful without makeup? But she wanted some. That's a good gift. Women like makeup, don't they? I'm glad my woman wears makeup. Okay, one more. Riley, what did you guys do? Yesterday. That still counts. I made a card. You made her a card. I bet she liked that. Do you know my... You know, we have three kids, and when our kids made stuff, my wife keeps all of that stuff. Lots of stuff. So I bet your mom's going to keep that. In fact, I go in the garage and I say, what is all this stuff? Let's get rid of it. And she says, no, my precious baby made that. So we have to, so we have to keep it. So I bet she's going to keep that. Okay, just one more thing, and we've got to move on here. Let's do Isabel, because we had Riley, your sister, already shared. You've got to talk loud because I'm old and half deaf. What, what did you do for your mom? You made her a card. I also heard you bought her something, something that I might like to have. Did you get her a Snoopy and a Woodstock, like a snow globe or a toy or something? Yeah, I might need to come over and play with that. Okay. Hey, so do you know, did you know that I have a mom? Yeah. Did you know that my mom is here today? You didn't know that? She's right there in that blue shirt. Well, I took my mom to San Juan Capistrano on Friday, and we went, we went through the mission there, because I'd never been there. And they have a bookstore. I found this book at the bookstore at the mission. And I said, wow, I'm going to get that book, because I think some of the kids would like that. This book is called Women of the Bible, and they have 12 short stories. You need to tell me something. Okay. Um, so I also made one. I also made a card for Oma and I made a card for Angelique. Um, um. You also made a card for your grandmother? And you're going to make one for your aunt. Yes. That's good. Are you going to make me one? She said yes. Okay. Hey, we've we got to read our story, though. Okay, we've got to hurry. These people are hungry, and we only have ten minutes. Okay. One more thing. That's 
that's nice. A picture of a heart with stamps. That's nice. You put a stick on it. Okay. Well, we have to move on, okay, if we have some time at the end. But I want to share this story with you because, you know, every Sunday you guys get to leave and all of these grown-ups have to stay in here and suffer. And, you know, hey, don't shake your head. Yes, that's terrible. Okay. That's probably because your mom and dad tell you all about it, right? I'm going to get home. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway. Boy, those are some fancy socks you got on with your shorts. All right. But listen, when you guys leave, we've been studying about one of these ladies and she was in this book. I thought, oh, wow. Anyone know who we've been studying when you leave? Anyone talk about it? We have been studying Ruth and the story of Ruth was in here. I was so excited. So it's just a short little story. Have you heard the story of Ruth before? So but it's a great story. And I thought, wow, we've been talking about Ruth. So uh, we should share the story. Anyone have any idea? Maybe you don't. That's okay. What the name Ruth means. It's pretty awesome. Any guesses? You know what? You're so close. He said bitter, but that's what her mother-in-law's name means. How would you like to have the name? Yeah, nothing personal. It's it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. But she does change at the end. And she said, you don't have to call me bitter anymore. Uh, how would you like to have that name? Well, what's your name? Just call me bitter. Okay. All right. I know you look at some people and you think I'm going to call them that anyway. But it's interesting. Her her name has a few different meanings. Her name means friend. Uh, Her name means lovely to behold. Uh, Her name also carries the idea of meaning um, always graceful, you know, always kind and gentle. And and when we hear the story, we might be surprised that she could be uh, such a positive kind, loving, gentle young lady uh, because she had a really hard life, uh, but she still stayed very positive. So here's a little story. It's only three pages, so I think you can do it. You scooted it up a little close, didn't you? OK, I might need a mint. So don't step too close. All right, here we go. Wow. It's like critters on the move. OK, I'll show you the pictures as we go through. OK, so let's listen says, there was a story that my granny used to tell me, and she always told it the same way. Long ago in a land called Moab. Can you say Moab? Moab. Moab. There were two best friends, and their names were Orpah and Ruth. Orpah and Ruth, not Oprah. Orpah. Orpah. You don't watch, you don't watch Oprah, do you? No. Yeah. That's not good. Okay. Orpah. And Ruth, they were very good friends. So they went everywhere and they did everything together. Then a, then a couple from another country moved to Moab and their names were Elimelech and Naomi. They had two handsome sons called Malan and Chilion. Ruth and her friend Orpah fell in love with these brothers. That's your daughter, Martin. She, she said, ooh, yuck, gross. So that's good news for a few more years. We'll, we'll see what you're saying in about five years. Okay. All right, listen up. Listen. Let's listen. So these girls fell in love with these brothers, and they got married on the same day. Now listen. Now God created marriage. Marriage is a really good thing. Trust me, you'll feel that way someday. It should have been happy ever after, but it wasn't. 
within 10 years, all the men in that family had died. Naomi's husband, Ruth's husband, Orpah's husband, they all died. And these women were heartbroken and they were widows and they didn't have any children. So Naomi decided, I'm going to go back to Bethlehem where I came from. So Orpah and Ruth packed their bags because they were going to go with their mother-in-law. But their mother-in-law cried out to them and said, no, don't come with me, girls. You've always been good to me. But what kind of life are you going to have if you go with me? I can't do anything to help you because I have no husband and I have no job. I have nowhere to live. You need to go back to your own mothers and marry again so that you can be happy. Well, finally, Orpah did what Naomi told her to do, and she started to cry. And she hugged Naomi, and she went back home. But Ruth did something different. Ruth said to Naomi, I will never leave you alone. You're my family now, and I am your family. You've lost your husband and both your sons. How could I ever leave you? I will live in your country with you. And I will worship your God. You see, Naomi, I mean, listen up, boys. Don't make me come down there. Okay. I'm just teasing. Listen, Ruth's country, they worshipped a lot of false gods. But Naomi, she believed in the one true God. And Ruth said, listen, I want to I believe in your God, your one true God. So I want to go with you. You know, Ruth was willing to sacrifice everything. Just to follow after God. That's kind of what Sebastian was telling us, wasn't it? That we have to sacrifice everything to follow after God. We're almost done. We're almost done. Listen. It says, well, they got home to Bethlehem just as the barley grain in the fields were ripe. And the farmers were harvesting all the crops. Now, whenever the people went out to gather up the crops and cut them, they would cut right to the edge of the field and some of the little bits of grain would drop on the ground and people who were very poor would go back and pick those up. That is what the law told the farmer to do, to let the poor gather up the leftovers. So that's what Naomi and Ruth had to do. They were so poor that they had to go out and wait for the leftover pieces of grain to fall on the ground. And that's all that they could have to eat. But you know what? That's the blessing, isn't it? That God provided even that for them. And Ruth, she never complained. Her life was so hard and she was so poor and they were even hungry. But she always thanked the Lord, even for the little things, right? Thanking the Lord for the little things. So Naomi and Ruth, they moved into a little house in Bethlehem and they brought the few little things they had with them. But it wasn't very much. So the first thing in the morning, Ruth took a bag and went straight out to the fields to pick up, pick up the leftover pieces of grain. Like all the other gatherers, she kept her head bent down and her eyes close to the ground, just watching for the pieces of grain. It was a sunny day and her back ached and was so sore and she was hot and she was thirsty, but she kept working without ever complaining. Then all of a sudden, listen, a shadow fell across her. Something was keeping the hot sun from falling on her back. And she looked up and there looking down right at her was a tall man. He was dressed like a farmer, but she thought, wow, those are some very nice sandals for a farmer. And his hair doesn't look like a farmer. Oh, help, thought Ruth. He's the owner of this field and he's going to send me away because I'm picking up the grain. 
But you know what that man did? Here's a picture of that man. See? With Ruth. She's out there. That man looked down at her and smiled. He said, you're Ruth, aren't you? He knew her name. My name is Boaz. So his name was Boaz. Can you say Boaz? Boaz. That would be a great name, wouldn't it? When your mom and dad have their next baby, you should tell them, name him Boaz, right? Ruth. (laughs) What if it's a girl? What are you going to name him? Oh, but Boaz and Ruth. Okay, so you guys get on that. You pester your parents until they have another baby. Okay, I call that job security. You can call that. All right. Okay. All right. Let's focus. That was my fault. You two back there. Hello. Eyes in the front. Okay. Okay. Listen, we're almost done here. My name is Boaz, and I've heard that you've been very kind to your mother-in-law, Naomi. You can get as much grain from my fields as you like. Just stay close to those who work for me, and they will look after you and protect you. And you can have all the water you want to drink and come and get a drink whenever you want. Well, you know what? Ruth never expected such kindness. When Boaz sat down to eat with his workers, he even invited Ruth to come over and join him and the workers, and he shared his food with her. And there was so much. You know what he did? He sent all the leftovers home with Ruth so that Naomi could eat too. So all the gleaning went well that afternoon. And Boaz's men seemed to be leaving a lot of extra grain for Ruth to take home. And they dropped lots of it and they never went back to pick it up so that she could have it. She could barely carry home all the food that was provided for her. So she got home and her mother-in-law, Naomi, was shocked and said, where did all of that come from? Well, it came from Boaz's field, said Ruth. And she was breathing heavy because she was carrying that bag. And he was so kind. And then Naomi said, Naomi yelled as loud as she could. Yell as loud as you can with me, Boaz. One, two, three. Boaz! That's what Naomi said. You know why she was shocked? Listen, this is a huge twist to our story. And it's at the end. She said, Boaz, I'm related to Boaz. How could you have found Boaz? He's a distant relative of mine. And our law says that a distant relative can marry you and then he'll be able to take care of us forever. Wow, that's a shocking surprise. But you know what? Who often gives us shocking surprises? God does. Listen, shh, listen. So by the time the harvest was finished, guess who had fallen in love? Oh, Baomi. Ba- Baomi. That's close. It's like, it's like, shh. Baomi, that's kind of like Benifer. But listen. Uh, no. Ruth. And Boaz fell in love. Can you believe it? No. Okay. Let's listen. Here we go. We're going to wrap this up. You guys listening? You have to be very respectful, okay? And listen as we finish this up. To Naomi's delight, Ruth and Boaz got married. And they had a beautiful baby boy. 
And the minute the baby was born, Ruth gave him to Naomi so that she could cuddle him. And now Naomi was the happiest woman in the world. She was no longer bitter. And this lady that wrote this said, my grandmother would tell me this story and say, and that was me because the baby's name was Obed and that was you. And the writer here says, I would bounce on the bed and say, and Ruth and Boaz are mother and father and Naomi is you. And now it's bedtime, my granny would say to me. And then she would tuck me into bed and say a blessing over me. There she is in the bed with her grandmother. So isn't that a wonderful story how God took care of Ruth even though her life was hard? He took care of her and blessed her with Boaz. So do you think God can take care of you like he, takes care, like he took care of Ruth? Yes. yes. So sometimes you have a hard day, don't you? Sometimes you have hard days. But God will see you through it, won't he? All right. So today we're thankful for one of the blessings God's given us, and that's our mothers, right? And that is the story. You can go back with mom and dad. That's our story. Why don't you go ahead and stand up with me and have a closing word of prayer. So glad you could be with us today. And all you moms, uh, we thank the Lord for you. And uh, if you're visiting with us, uh, we hope that you could see Uh, that our goal is not to be religious people. Uh, Our goal is just to be people who love the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so I hope you enjoy your day today. Guys, kids, your mom should not be doing any work today. Dads, you clean up the mess today, okay? All right. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, what a blessing to be here today. Uh, You've spoken to us in a lot of different ways through wonderful music, uh, through a wonderful testimony, uh, through a marvelous story of a young woman who trusted you in the face of a lot of adversity. So, Father, we just want to make sure that, you know, we love you. We want to give you all the honor and the glory that you deserve and take none of it for ourselves. And so, Father, thank you for encouraging us today. Thank you for giving us hope of eternal life. Uh, We know that there's nothing good we can do to earn that. It's just by simply placing our faith in the fact that Jesus Christ died for us, for our sins that have separated us from you. So we rejoice. We leave here rejoicing, Father, and thanking you. And it's in the great and matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Have a blessed day, everybody. Thanks for being here.